Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey friends, welcome to Growth Reframed. Whether you're listening on wherever you get your audio podcast or you're watching us on YouTube, we are so thankful that you're here. With that said, I want to just throw out the idea that nothing worth having in life comes easy. They say that about everything, but today we're talking about it specifically in the context of relationships. Because relationships are not easy, but they are worth it. Today we're talking about meaningful and purposeful connections. And today when we're talking about relationships, I want you to know that we're not just meaning more romantic relationships, although we are including that. What we mean by relationships is any sort of connection that you have in your life, whether that's the parent-child relationship, a friendship, a romantic partner, whatever that relationship is. But we're just going to use the word relationship a lot, and I just want you to know we don't mean husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever your partner situation is. So that said, Brandon, let's talk. It's interesting because when you talk about meaningful or purposeful connections, I kind of laugh in my brain because I'm I'm like that me that meant something differently like ten years ago than it did now, even five years ago, because I feel like now it's even more difficult to do that because we live in a text and social media society where it's like you don't like you don't talk on the phone. Like we always make fun of younger people when we meet them because they're like, wait, so you never actually have a conversation on the phone when you're first dating? Like, I don't get it. And me and Meg always joke, like we have to stay married because we can't ever date someone if I can't actually call them. That's like, I guess (laughs) I'm old school. But I think it is more difficult now because we're so connected in so many ways and yet so disconnected because of those connections. Because it's so easy in a lot of ways to connect it's just completely disconnected. I think about every year, um, and I don't generally love this, but like every year on my birthday, for example, like everyone used to call, right? You talk to everyone every year, like every single relative, every person, you know, every friend would call you and you'd have the five minute conversation about what you were doing that day. Mm -hmm. I get it's kind of repetitive and I get it was kind of crazy, but I actually, as time's gone on, I realized how much I actually loved that and I miss it now. Because what happens now is you get a handful of texts or Facebook messages. or Facebook messages, right? Like, you know, you get 100 Facebook messages and, you know, 20 texts of just saying happy birthday and that's it. I mean, that's all you get. And and that to me, it, it, and I get a lot of you know strangers on the internet or, you know, people you, you knew in high school or whatever. I mean, that's not what we're really talking about. But the point is, it's hard to have a meaningful, purposeful connection when you live in a tech society or a Facebook messenger society. And so I think it's a lot more difficult what we're getting into. And I think that's why it's important to have this conversation because we don't even look at a purposeful or meaningful conversation or relationship the way we used to. And I think that that reality has to be kind of taken taken head on because that's just not the world we live in anymore. Right. And you know, the funny thing is, I think that another factor of it isn't just the text in uh, I am or DM age. It's the fact that we are getting older 
And so the automatic connections that used to happen because you're in elementary school and you're in high school and you're in college and you're playing, you know, I am sports or whatever you're doing, those automatic ways to connect with people kind of become obsolete. There is no more sports team that you're just making best friends on without really trying. There is no more you know, Girl Scout troop that you, or dance class with all of your friends liking the same kind of thing. That just doesn't happen naturally. If you're going to make that kind of stuff happen, you have to actually go out and do it. It's not just done for you anymore. So I think age plays a big factor in this conversation too. Whereas you grow up your whole life and it's easy to make friends and it actually happens without you really even trying. Then you hit like your thirties and forties and you're like, dang, this is hard work to maintain or even find a friend. Right. Right. Well, and it's so easy to fall off of too, but yeah, I mean like for us, like we lived in Michigan our whole lives. And so by when we left, we left every connection we had. And because they were so ingrained and didn't take much effort, they were just there because you were working with those people, you were hanging out with those people, you had kind of always done that. We didn't really know what to do. I mean, we sat there for a long number of years basically saying it's impossible to have that kind of connection or that it's impossible to have a friendship because how do you find someone to hang out with? Like, Oh, you just go up some random person and be like, Hey, you want to have a mandate tonight? Like it's just, <laughs> it's ra- It's weird. Right. Yeah. And so it feels, it feels difficult. And then you can just sit in that cycle for a long time. Like me and you sat there forever feeling like we wanted to have, and, and, and it was missing. It feel like mm-hmm. it was a missing part and tenant of what we wanted in our lives Like if you can name one thing, it was like, you know, meaningful relationships and connections with people. And then we were like, but is it even possible? And how do you do that? And you almost feel like you're forcing yourself into a situation, like you're forcing yourself on someone. But the more we've done that and the more we've tried to be intentional, the more I've realized that we're not so different than everyone else. And I think you need to realize that today too. Yeah. It's funny that... Like it's a thing, but it's definitely a thing because for the longest time I was terrified to, and I don't even know why. I mean, I guess I kind of feel like maybe I just thought that everyone else already had it, but for the longest time I was like, I, what am I even going to do? Like, how do I even make a friend? Do they even want me? Like, do they, they probably have 47 other best friends. Like they do not need another person to have to keep up with, uh, you know, those kind of thoughts going through your head. And so I just felt like, eh, what's the point of even really trying except for, like you said, I mean, our relationship was strong Our we were great together, but there was no one else to talk to other than us. You know, there were peripheral friendships and things in other people to talk to, or you could, you know, call a brother or a sister and talk to things. But that deep, meaningful, like friendship thing for both of us was really, not there. And I think that as we kind of realized it, we were like, Ooh, we want to change this. Like you said, we want to change this, but how do you change it? And is there anybody out there that needs another friend? Because I feel like everybody else already has all their friend group. No one else moved from another state and they just all have the, and that's not true. And I think that that was the biggest thing for me is understanding that the voices in my head that were telling me that everybody else already has this figured out and they don't need one more friend was actually just totally fake news. Right. Right. And 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 the fact is though, like like you I think you said it at the top of the episode, whether it's in our relationship together, whether it's our relationship with our kids, whether it's relationships with new friends, whether it's relationship with a coworker, whatever it is, it all takes work. It all takes effort. And I think where we fell into the trap is 
we just expected it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I think we do that with everything, by the way. We just expect the next job opportunity to fall in our lap, or we just expect the next thing to fall into our lap. And we just expect that, hey, we're just going to all of a sudden start vibing with someone, and then we're just going to have a new best friend. And that's just not how it works. You have to be really proactive in going after it. We've had to do that in our own relationship. We've had to get really proactive as far as making time and intention to give each other the attention that like we need to nurture the intimacy in our relationship. But like that doesn't just happen because a lot of people look at us and they're like, what, how, how are you doing that? And it's like, it's little steps to like make sure it happens. But we've had that same thing happen trying to make friends. Like we've had to be super proactive in making that happen. And it's not easy because we're all busy because we all have a thousand things because in our friend group, we all have a thousand kids. So like it's, it's, difficult because there's constantly things pulling our attention. But my question to you would be, how important is it to you? Okay. And that's a real question because if it's that important to you, then shouldn't you be taking proactive steps to make sure that that's a fact and a part of your life? Absolutely. You should. So I think one of the best things that I've kind of realized in this whole adventure I mean, I'm going to set like our marriage and our kids and stuff aside and just talk about specifically friends. But I think one of the most important things I've realized in this adventure of making friends and becoming part of a circle and actually just not feeling like nobody likes me kind of a deal is, (laughs) is that you have to find somebody, you have to find your someone or somebodies that are in a similar situation to you. Now, I don't mean they have to be the same socioeconomic status, the same number of children, the same school, the same anything. But what you do need is some similarity, some common ground, because that just makes hanging out easier. Like Brandon and I cannot go like find a young 20 something couple that wants to go clubbing every night because that is not going to be how we can relate to them. That's not going to be something that we can accomplish. We have children who need homework and bath time. Like we can't go clubbing every night. Like we can't even go clubbing once a week. We can't even go clubbing once a month. So if we find a bar hopping young buck couple, like that ain't our best friend. Like you ain't going to find me in the club. No. (laughs) So you, you know, you have to have some reasonable expectation about like what's really possible. And I'm not going to be able to hang out at 10 p.m. with a bunch of people that don't have kids because that's just not our world. Right. And I think that once you realize that and you start to focus in on what is your world, what do you like to do, how do you like to hang out, and find people that really similarly mesh with that, it's good. Like, I have a friend who lives in South Carolina, and we've always, we've been best friends since high school. I know her and love her. It's really hard to find time to hang out with her. But when we are able to hang out, we are very much on the same page. We both like to be together and then separate. Like if we were to ever do a family vacation, I think they'd be a great couple to do it with because while they do love us and love our kids, they also respect that like there are bedtimes and things to accomplish and just appreciate that separation, that time away. So just kind of that, like finding people who kind of not I'm not even talking about values, but just kind of like mirror your lifestyle a little bit so that you can really have opportunities to hang out and it not be like a big process to do it. Yeah, like similar interest. I mean, you need to have some kind of common bond. You need to have some kind of similar interest. And you're you're just going to have to, what I've learned is you just have to push past the fear mm-hmm. of the acceptance of are they, you know, is this too far? Am I, you know, being, is this weird? Like, what is this? And, you know, kind of owning it. 
like I just had to own it at first. Be like, hey, you wanna you wanna hang out? Let's uh let's let's hang. You know, I don't really have these type of connections. I mean, it's not like being weird, but like at first, you know, you just kind of ask if you can hang out. But then like being open with the fact that hey, this is kind of something I'm you know looking for. Like I don't really have a lot of people and friends and things. And the thing is, the more I did that, the more I realized that no one else did either. Right. And here you are thinking that they can't hang out with you because they have too many friends already. Right. Right. And the fact is, like you said, I I mean the we plan things around the fact that we all know we have young kids and we all know we're not like going clubbing and we all know that that's not really what we're trying to do. But I think you have to be super intentional with asking, but then you have to be willing to ask again because like we're all busy. The fact is everyone out there is busy and the other person will do a really good job telling you whether they want that kind of connection or not. Like if they're ghosting you, probably not the person that you want to hang out with all the time. I mean, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like, maybe they don't need (laughs) a person like you, but that's not like an indictment on you. First of all, second of all, doesn't mean you stop trying. Right. It might just be a bad time. Right. And that's kind of where we fell into. Like you just like, at some point you just don't even, we weren't trying. We were saying we wanted it, but then we weren't trying and we weren't putting ourselves out there to make it happen. Right. And I want to butt in for a second here and just say that there's a bit, we have found that there is a big difference in do you want to hang out sometime and actually planning the thing. So everyone will tell you, yeah, I want to hang out sometime. And if, and if your text says, Hey, you want to hang out sometime? They're going to be like, yeah. And guess what? A year will go by and you still won't have done it. Yeah. So me saying, Hey mom, friends, do you guys want to go to lunch sometime? The answer is going to be yes. But until I say, Hey, do you guys want to go to lunch on September 15th at 1 PM? It's not going to happen. And yeah, some people might not make it and some people might, or maybe that day doesn't work for anybody and we have to reschedule it. Whatever the case is, if you don't actually put a time date in place to it, yeah. it, it just won't happen. Like we've seen that time and time again. We, until we actually had you and another one of your dad friends sit down and schedule a, you know, family Durham Bulls game, we were just kind of like, hey, we should do that sometime. And we said that for like a year and a half. Like, right. hey, we should go to a sports game together as a group of families. And right. literally until you guys were like, hey, let's do it this day, this time. Let's invite the other people. It did not happen. Right. There's a huge power in actually being the one to initiate and plan and say, let's do this then. Because even if it can't work out, there's a better chance that you're going to be like, okay, I, just, I see that this is a date and timing issue. Let me try again and actually give another date and time. Right, right. Put something on the calendar. And also, I'm going to say something. This is super controversial, especially in today's society. But man, you know what you could do if you really want to connect with someone and you want to plan something and you want to do something? You pick up your phone. And it's amazing (laughs) because your phone, it not only can text and it not only can get on social media, it actually has a function on it. It kind of looks like a phone. And if you hit it, you can dial a phone number and call someone and say, Hey, what's up? And if that person doesn't answer, because I fall into that a lot, like, oh, I don't want to disrupt them. I don't want to interrupt them. I don't know what they're doing right now. I don't want to be a burden or a nuisance to them. There's this thing called voicemail and you can leave them a voicemail and you can (laughs) say, hey, just give me a call when you get a chance. And guess what? They will do that. But to your point, Meg, I do that with a lot of people in my life where I'm like, well, yeah, I've been meaning to reach out to them, but I just haven't yet. And I know you do it too. And it's like, eventually you just got to pick up the dang phone, call them, leave them a message, and then they'll call back. And it might be a couple days, but it's not going to be a year before you talk to them again, because you're intentionally trying to do that. 
Right. And I think it leads to better connection just in general when you've decided to pick up the phone. I notice that when I'm on the phone, my conversations last a lot longer. They go a lot deeper and they're better than the text of the, to the same person that would say, Hey, what's up? Oh, nothing much. What about you? Yeah, nothing. How you doing? Good. Me too. Like that's, that's the level of text. Unless there's like a specific story that you're reaching out, reaching out about, then text can stay pretty superficial. But if you get that same person on the phone for 15 minutes, you might be able to find actually something real about their life out. <coughs> and that's why I love being able to talk to a friend on the phone. Sometimes it's not like I, you know, stalk them and they don't stalk me, but if we're able to have a quick phone, phone, phone conversation. I don't know why I couldn't just say that. It does. It, it matters because it goes into things that you don't get into on text. Yeah. Well, and, and you, to your point, you have to initiate that. Like if the thing is, then you invite them to initiate it back. Right. So it takes a little bit of courage because you do got to pick up the dang phone sometimes. But if you start a, a cycle where you're picking up the phone or you're scheduling things or you're doing things, you're going to show the other person or the other group of people that, hey, you're open to that. And if they're open to that, then they know, hey, you know, Meg will call me so I can call her. Or Meg wants to, like, she's open to, like, scheduling a lunch. So maybe, you know, I'm thinking about a lunch. Maybe I should reach out for a lunch. But you have to be super intentional. And the more you do that, the more they're probably going to open up because you're mirroring the behavior that you want. And, and, the same goes with sharing things beyond the surface level mm-hmm. conversation. And this is a super uncomfortable issue for a lot of people because they don't want to talk about things beyond the surface level. Because if you let someone in, they might hurt you. Or if you let someone in, then they might judge you or whatever. You're trying to make a real purposeful connection. How are you going to do that with, oh, my day is good. How's your day? Oh, good. How are the kids? Great. <laughs> oh, did you see that sports score? Yeah, man, that was something. And that's it. No, you have to be intentional and open and vulnerable and let people in and let them know that you have some struggles. And then in turn, they will share their struggles with you. And it doesn't all have to be struggles. It could just be things that you want help with. And you can ask help for that help because you're facilitating that type of relationship with them. And men, I'm speaking to you specifically out there because I know how difficult it is. It seems like women have cracked the code as far as being vulnerable and open with other women. Although I think when it comes to things like motherhood and other things, it becomes more difficult sometimes. But for men, I don't know why it's so hard to have a real conversation. Like I went almost my whole life without having any real conversations with other men other than sports scores and you know UFC fights and who knows, like how you doing? Good. Like that, that's it. And it's like the, as humans, human nature is to be connected, is to have that connection. And I think we've lost that with the way we're currently living. And I think a lot of our problems, by the way, are because we've lost the ability to talk to another person who might not feel exactly like we feel, or even if they do, we don't even open up the conversation to have that dialogue with them. I think that's the reason we're in such a divided place because no one actually is open to hearing or talking to someone about anything real or meaningful. Mm-hmm. We focus on the talking points that we're used to talking with. We don't ever actually pursue anything real or meaningful. And then we wonder why we feel disconnected from people. Right. If you really want to have a friendship, if you really want to have a great relationship with your children or with your spouse, you have to put in the work. You have to show them. You have to model it to them. 
because not everybody is going to have the same thoughts initially as you do, but they might come around and want the same thing that you want. If you continually show them that you're worth showing up for, that you want to show up for them, that they matter to you, that you will keep calling, even if they don't call back, that you will keep trying, even if they don't schedule. I mean, obviously there comes a point that that's a little bit much (laughs) and you need to realize, Hey, this isn't the relationship or the person for me. And that's fine. But in general, if you can show somebody that you're willing to be vulnerable, if you're willing to connect with them, if you're willing to share the highs and the lows and little by little at first, I get that you can't dump <laughs> a bunch of crazy stuff on somebody the minute you meet them, but little by little opening that, opening that dialogue a little bit more and sharing and having a real friendship, a real relationship, a real dialogue. I mean, that can, it can change your life and that doesn't just happen accidentally. Right. That happens because you've decided that it's worth it. It happens because you've decided that you're going to go above and beyond what you think is necessary because you're going to think that it's not that hard, but it actually is hard. You're not going to stumble into a great relationship with your kids where you talk about everything. You're not going to stumble into a relationship with your spouse that you think, man, this is the best it's ever been. That's not accidental. It's not accidental. You don't stumble into it. Same way you don't stumble into a friendship. I mean, yes, of course you could just meet somebody that you're like, man, I really vibe with this person. This is awesome. We met at a boot camp for, you know, whatever boot campy things people do. They exercise, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. And they're just my best friend. But generally, even if you find that that vibe initially, it's not going to last forever unless you actually take it beyond that, unless you actually take the friendship, the relationship to another letter level. Right. Right. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head. I mean, if it's if it's worth it to you, if it's something that's lacking, if it's something that you want, then when you're thinking about this and you're thinking through and you've been listening to this episode and you've been shaking your head and you've been thinking about all the reasons why it can't happen or all the people in the past where you tried it with and it didn't work, if it's worth it to you, maybe try again. Maybe have the courage to put yourself out there. Maybe be a bit more vulnerable. Maybe pick up the dang phone and call someone or try to plan something with someone or try to do something new and put yourself around new people or new experiences or new things to be open to the fact that you want that connection in your life and then go out there and do it. We love y'all. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.